Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. Well, it is a final in Pittsburgh, and the results, again, are not good. Wow, a 12-5 to loss in Game 2 of the three-game set. They lose the game in the series with this one. And welcome in, everybody. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz is here, and we, um, well, we have a little bit of concern here. What is with the Pittsburgh Pirates against this Milwaukee Brewers team, especially in Pittsburgh the last few years? I don't know what it is. It's It's... Really um, down to four guys, Reynolds, Newman, Frazier, and Colin Moran. Is is that about right? That about sums it up. Those four just pound the crew. They do. And today it was a team effort by the Pittsburgh Pirates to get this one as uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates now have six victories in the season and three of those victories against the Milwaukee Brewers. But with the Brewers being three games under, back to three games under 500 here. Now we're treading on some thin ice here. Not, uh, not to say that they're not going to get on a run because I believe they will. However, we're at that point now where you can't afford losing four or five. Can't afford to go dropping six of eight right now. You just now is not the time to do that. Now, they do make a roster move uh, earlier today as uh, Brock Holt, the utility man, which it just never really got on track. It never really panned out. It was a little bit of bad luck for Brock Holt, but uh, they DFA'd him, designated him for assignment. And uh, in his uh, in his place, they recall Mark Mathias. Now, Mark Mathias. You talk about Craig Council doing some, you know, maybe making different decisions or quicker decisions. Uh, Mark Mathias may be earning a little bit more playing time, a couple of doubles in this game, and it seems like there's a little spark of energy there out of Mark Mathias, doesn't it? Does to me. Seems like there's just energy around Mark Mathias, and maybe you do ride an unexpected hot hand. I'm not saying he's going to shoulder the load here for this baseball team. Not at all. I'm just saying, man, maybe it's a subtle change that you can get him uh, some additional playing time here as uh, maybe one of the worst things you can do as a Milwaukee Brewers position player is come up with a three-hit night or go two for three with a couple of walks and a home run because it really earns you a day off the next day, (laughs) according to Craig Council. We're 25 games in the books here in the 2020 championship season, and he's used 24 different lineups. And going with that matchup thing, I don't think is working too well. In theory, it's supposed to. It's supposed to work okay. It's supposed to be a, a platoon of uh, getting Justin Smoke in there against a, a given uh, arm. It's, it's supposed to get Eric Sogard in there or 
you know, you you guys know the deal with Craig Council, but that doesn't appear to be to be working really well. There's just no consistency here with the offense. They're going to have to turn things around, guys. It is frustrating. Make no mistake about it. I'm as frustrated as anybody with the play of this team. However, you know, when you all when you nutshell it all told, a little bit big, bigger picture kind of view. You know, they've got a chance with a victory tomorrow to salvage a game in the series. A 10-game road trip to Chicago, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh ends at 5-5. Five and five. Back to two games under, get, you know, getting near that 500 mark again. And these are all things that, you know, can give you some, some hope. It, it can. Uh, we threw out there on Twitter uh, today, and we'll get to some of the responses. If you guys want to react to a Brewers beatdown by the uh, Pirates, the twelve five final four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. We um, threw out there. How do you define the season through twenty five games? Heck, guys, we're five games away from the halfway mark. <clears throat> so I've always said in a one sixty two that a decent barometer, not the not the overall good, because we saw what the uh, Washington Nationals did last year through about forty or fifty games. They were what ten or eleven games under five hundred. Then they came back and won the World Series. But I, I do believe that it, it gives you some indicators 25 games into the season in a regular 162 of kind of what, what you've got here. Now we're 25 games into a 60-game season. Is this drop-dead what we have here? And how would you define it thus far? 414-799-1250. Here's how this one shook out uh, in the first inning. Brewers, uh, Brawny back in the leadoff spot today. And I know, uh, Sam, you and Bart uh, discussed a little bit about Brawny not being in the lineup last night. Was that correct? I didn't get a chance to hear the show. but Yeah, we were basically just pretty frustrated that he's been dealing with all these injuries, and when he's finally back, we're still giving him days off. Yeah, and get, get these guys off their feet once in a while is Craig Council's term. Get them off their feet once in a while. No, you can't. There's no getting off the feet. On the feet. In the game. Well, Brawny leads off this one. Uh, he walks. All right, Brewers cooking. Now we're now we're gonna bust out here. Christian Yelich at the no, it's a double play. Rolls over on one. Keston Hero flies out. There's nothing there. Bottom of the first. Lindblom gives up a base hit, a double, a run, one zip into the second. Just that quick, guys. Just that quick. That has got to grade on an offense. That has got to grade on someone's psyche. Uh, the, the the mental part of the game, it's got to be wearing on these guys. And I'm, I'm going to say something now that uh, should be fairly accurate. Craig Council is going to get thrown out of a game, and it's going to happen soon. You can I thought it was bubbling up today. And and it's going to happen soon. It's, it's probably not a bold prediction at all. You guys probably feel it coming too. Second inning down one zip. They get a one-out base hit by Garcia. Then a hit by pitch by Pena. Two, now we're cooking here. Two on, one out for the crew. The offense is finally going to come through. Here we go now. Come on, little base hit now. Nope, a double play. Uh, that ends that inning. Bottom two, one zip. Uh, Pirates against Lindblom. Pitching slow. Th- there's traffic on the base pass. Um, now they did, they did, uh, have a runner on leadoff double. They move them over base hit to the right side. See Craig, they, there is ABC baseball still left in. It's not all launch angle. It's not all slug. 
They do still play that sort of baseball. There's a, there's another guy that really believes highly of get him on, get him over, and get him in. I don't know if necessarily that's such a bad thing in the world of baseball. A uh, former colleague of mine uh, that pitched in the big leagues, ironically for Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, and others, Paul Wagner, he's always told me, Jimmy Leland told him, hey, give me, I'll play for a run every inning. Give me a run every inning. I'll do that. Well, the Pirates did that. They got him over. They didn't get him in because it was a uh, a forced. Then here's the weird part: is you play up in the second inning in Pittsburgh, one of the worst offenses in baseball, one of the highest ERAs in baseball. What have we stooped to? You got your infield in in the second inning of work tonight, and it was a ground ball, and they hosed the runner at the plate. So it was a good move by Council, and I don't blame him for that. But my point is, what have we come to here? Uh, so they get him at the plate. That's a second out. Then a fly out uh, gets him into the third inning. One zip. Third inning. Brewers. Now we're cooking. Lead off double by the Energizer Bunny. Mark Mathias. Well, then a strikeout. He was trying to go to right field. I'll give RC on that. Uh, Holland then an Aaron pickoff throw. They, they did get the runner over. One out. Ronnie pops it out. And Yelly rolls over on it to right. Inning ends. Now goose egg through three again. Quick one, two, three by Josh Lindblom. Here's what I thought was going to be the turning point in this one. I mean, it was nanoseconds, like seven pitches. He was done. And then the Brewers, they take that momentum. They get it back to even. It was one swing of the bat off the uh, bat of Jed Jerko. Payoff to Jerko. And that is hit in the air to left field. He hit it a ton. And that is out of here a home run. That was a bomb off the bat of Jed Jerko. A solo shot. We are tied at one. Well, he does give up the home runs, doesn't he? Derek Holland, seventh is allowed this year already. Uh, yeah, that's about... I'm not sure where it landed, but that ball was way back. I mean, he got all of it, a pitch up and in. Turned on it, kept it fair. Brewers on the board, they tie it up. Yeah, they do right there. And they grab that momentum. Now, can they keep the momentum? Uh, Avi Garcia then uh, drew a walk in there. He ends up moving over on another errant pickoff throw by Holland, but nothing more. Uh, Bottom of the fourth inning, tied up at one. Here's where you need the shutdown in. Gotta inning, gotta have it. Here we go, Josh Lindblom. Come on now, kid. Uh, two run shot by Polanco. A double. It's uh, three to one. And now you're thinking, oh boy, another one of these playing from behind. Brewers cooking in the fifth. Another leadoff. Double. Mark Mathias. Now we're going. Come on now. Then a line out to center by Orlando Arcia. Then a walk to Braun. Two on, one out. Now we're cooking. We can get that lead or to at least tie it up right now. Turning point in this one. Yelich and Hira coming up. Two on, one out. You're down two. Feeling pretty good. Punch out. Punch out. Against a guy who's got like a six ERA. That to me, was the turning point in this game with Great Lakes Dragway Turning Point brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Uh, You can check out uh, track rental and event details at greatlakesdragway.com. Right there, that opportunity by the boards. Stays 3-1 to into the bottom of the fifth inning. Brent Suter on 
in the bottom half. Lindblom, four innings of three-run baseball. Suter is greeted with a solo home run. Welcome in. Uh, that makes it four to one. A couple of more doubles in the inning makes it five to one. Two runs on three hits for Suter. That's a clunker of an outing for Brent Suter. He's been better than that. Uh, Brewers off the board in the uh, sixth inning, hit by pitch by Garcia. Now, I don't understand this here. So the dude goes high and tight, uh, basically around his face, and then the next pitch drills him in the ribs. Now, I don't know if there's history there between Bachelor and Garcia. Sam, I'm not aware of any history. Uh, uh, Bachelor pitched for the Mets, I want to say, the last couple of years. Garcia in the AL. So I'm, I'm not convinced there's any history there. The problem I have with this is that, you know, Garcia's pissed, but catcher Jacob Stallings is following him. And now the umpire's got to meet. Now, I don't know. I, it was just, it seemed a little funky to me. And it just seemed a little messy, uh, messy to me. Five to one into the bottom half of that sixth inning. It gets worse in the sixth. Lead-off error by Keston Hira. Now, Keston, again, since we're showing frustration these days, dude... Can you throw a ball 34 feet to first base for crying out loud? You're in the big leagues. I mean, I, I, I've heard of the yips before, and it's happened, and it's legit. It is. Some guys just Chuck Knoblock, Steve Sachs. There's, there's other examples. They just, they just, I don't know what it is. They forget how to throw a baseball or something. I think Keston here is on the verge of that. Ball's back in his palm of his hand. It just looks funky. There's a kid that made it to Major League Baseball. One of only 750 guys at any one given moment to play on that platform. And you, I, you, you should be able to kick a ball in the vicinity of first base, shouldn't you? I mean, dude, come on. You got to start showing some sort of promise defensively. Uh, Two-run homer right after the air makes it 7-1 to one in the sixth. There's another turning point. Brewers, hey, how about this? A one-out base hit by Lando. Pop out by Braun. Christian Yelich draws a walk. And how about this? Uh, Keston Hero made up for the air. There's a fly ball hit back into center field, deep, swing for the fences, you'll find it, and over it, it's gone. Keston Hira with a three-run shot as the Brewers getting back into the game here in the seventh. And taking that one to the opposite field, into center field, a nice swing and a high fastball, and Keston Hira has got the Brewers right back in this game. A two-strike, three-run home run for Keston Hira. How about that? How about that? Bill Schroeder and Matt LaPay on Fox Sports Wisconsin, 7-4, back in the ball game, right? Still, still some outs. You've got some room to play here. There's some wiggle room. That is a horrible pitching staff over there in Pittsburgh. They're not a good baseball team. You can come back in this one. So once you get back in, enters Angel Perdomo. Allows a double couple of walks does get two outs and all sorts of mess right there council does try and put, you know make the make the changes he's making decisions maybe a little bit quicker more on that in just a second uh but he brings in drew rasmussen bases loaded two outs and uh yeah rasmussen that yeah, walks a man eight to four 
in that seventh inning. And then the knockout blow, a two-run base hit up the middle, makes it 10-4. Rasmussen getting roughed up in this one. Then a two-run double makes it 12-4. As I said, Rasmussen getting roughed up in this one. All told, the uh, Pirates bat around a five-run inning, 12-4 late in the ball game. The Brewers tack on an RBI double. Uh, in the ninth inning, makes it your final 12-5. Now, here's the deal. Guys, uh, clock is ticking here. And, and make no mistake about that. It is ticking. Uh, after the break here, I want to play you something from Craig Council, and, and we'll see if he follows through with this. Just stick around. I'll play this for you. We're going to hear from Josh Lindblom. If you want to react uh, how you define this Brewers 2020 season, we're going to read some of the responses from Twitter as well. Some of them super creative, super cool. We'll have that for you. Tim Allen, Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, another Brewers loss, a 12-5 final. We'll be back on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on The Fan. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. Yeah, spark of the game in a uh, 12-5 loss to Pittsburgh here in game two of this three-game set. You know, Mark Mathias, I'm starting to become a fan. I am. I'm becoming a fan of him. A couple of doubles here in this one, both leading off an inning. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe a little energy, a little spike of energy. He's, he's hit in all of the games played here thus far this year. Uh, the offense is going to hit better. I'm, I'm going to stay with that for now. Although we are 25 games in and we're talking about the definition of the 2020 Milwaukee Brewers here in the championship season. Boy, the cynicism is just running rampant here tonight. Wow. I mean, we've been in worse spots than this with this Brewers organization here. Not only on this show, but just in, in you know the last 15 years or 20 years of Brewers baseball. So, uh, But it is somewhat cynical here today, and, and you have to have add some levity to the situation. You, you just do at times. I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated with it. Uh, 799-1250 because... I'm a little concerned with with the fact that there's 24 different lineups in 25 games. That, to me, when you say, well, what should change? I, you, you guys know me. I'm a lineup guy. Craig Council knows that about me, that I'm a lineup guy. I like I, He says we put more to, way too much stock in, uh, in, in lineups. Well, um, you've had 24 and 25 games. It doesn't seem to be working for your offense. So what, I, what I'm thinking is just leave it be a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying dramatic changes, pick the lineup out of a hat. I'm not sure I was ever a big fan of that because if lineups didn't matter, then you'd do it more often and you'd, you'd pick out of a hat a little bit more often. But I, what I am saying is you might want to just have a little bit of a holding pattern here once in a while. If a guy's hot, leave him be and forget about the matchups. And you, you may make the argument that once, um, you know, once a guy is, is a three-for-four game, that it's because he was put in a situation to succeed. And I understand that, too. I do get that. But you know what? There's something to be said about a hot hand, too. And when you have the hot hand, the righty-lefty doesn't matter, does it, too much? When you're, when you're rolling good, you're rolling good. 
So I'm, I'm just saying. All right, 799-1250. Uh, define that uh, 2020 championship season team here. Uh, Todd, been with us for many years. What what might be the definition for you this year? Howdy, uh, howdy Timmy. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think uh, um, we're almost a hot hand. And, you know, uh, boy, I, I just always seem to go back to the, the fact that there's so many always so many moving parts of this team. And there's, there's no, uh, you know, consistency or continuity. And, you know, like I say, it's like the one-year, two-year contracts. And, and maybe that's just how baseball is. But, uh, um, you know, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but um, I wanted to get your thought about, let's say if, uh, you know, I can't even believe I'm doing this, but let's say if they lose the next, uh, lose tomorrow and uh, the, the Reds uh, take the series from them, do you think they would they would be sellers uh, at the trade deadline? I, I think that, Todd, on it, oh yeah, it, it has to cross your mind, honestly. All right, Todd, th- thanks for the call. Good hearing from you. I know you'll hang with them. Uh, you know, they do face Bauer and, and Castillo first couple of games against the Cincinnati Reds, so that's coming up on Monday. It doesn't get much easier, but they have a way of stepping up and, and you know, bouncing back. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I think they're already considering what they might land for an exiting player. I do. Well, you, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you in any situation? I, I have faith in that, that any and all options are on the table, for sure. Uh, Josh Lindblom coming up. But check this out uh, from Craig Council here. He, here's what it, it comes down to. Now, again, it's a short and 60-game run here in 2020. So this is, this is Craig Council about a week and a half ago. You know, we're going to have to make decisions faster. I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that. But I, I just, like I said, I don't think we're there yet. And I don't think 20 plate appearances uh, is, is is a reason to do things. All right, you'll get my response to that after the break here. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, Brewers Fall. Craig Council is coming up. Uh, we'll get his reaction as well. 12-5 the final. We'll be back on the fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game on The Fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. Hey, Josh, just in a a wide view, what what is the level of frustration right now with the team and the way things have gone here lately? Uh, scale of one to ten, probably a ten. Um, you know, I don't think I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'd say there's not one guy in that clubhouse right now that isn't frustrated about something. Um, but I mean, frustration is definitely the word right now. I'd say. Josh, how do you? I mean, this is how do you break out of that as a team, and how do you not let it like work against a team? Yeah. Um. You know, I, th- I think you just have to show up each and every day um, and know that it's a new day. Uh, when you're going through stretches like this, when you're when you're battling and trying to get some kind of consistency, you just got to show up and win the day. Uh, you can't look two, three, four days in advance, um, and it's hard to do at a time like this. Um, but you just have to show up in the morning, um, know that the sun will come up, and you just try to win the day, and you see where you're at at the end of it. 
Josh, a lot of the focus um, recently has been on the offensive struggles. Um, obviously, the Pirates have had a pretty good last couple games against you guys pitching-wise. What, what have they done? What have they been successful with, with, and what have you guys not been successful doing? Uh, you know, I thought Adrian did a great job last night. Um, he just had, you know, the one inning where they happened to get some seeing eye singles um, today. You know, uh, the, the walk and the homer kind of did me in. Um, dumb choice on a pitch in the first inning. No, but they, they've just put together really good at bats today. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's frustrating, like, you know, like I said. Um, but, you know, you focus on the offense, but as a pitching staff, you, you've got to give your team a chance to win. Um, and today we didn't do that. Hey, Josh, you mentioned the pitch uh, to Polanco. Was that was that just a pitch that you'd rather have a redo on, or was that just a location issue and just your overall view of the start? I know the walks were yeah. only limited to one today, but yeah, pitch. You know, I, I didn't, you know, going back and looking at it, I was away. Um, it might have been a little elevated, um, but the the intent was there to do the, to do the right thing. Um, we were trying to throw a backdoor curveball, and I got a backdoor where he just put a good swing on it. Um, so you can second guess. Maybe we should have gone in again. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, he hit it out. Um, so it's just frustrating. It's like my mistakes are being hit out of the park um, or for hard contact. And, you know, just not having those mistakes that are hit for, you know, for outs right now. And that's what's frustrating for me. Josh, you probably Josh saw is that part this... of the – I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to – to follow up on Polanco, you probably saw in the scouting report he's been scuffling pretty good this year. Yeah. Um, you, but you probably also know that he's a pretty good hitter um, yeah. for a guy like that. Is it sort of a, a matter of time or how do you look at that? Yeah. I mean, I think you, you're right. Um, he's a good hitter um, and good hitters hit bad pitches. Um, so I threw him two really good pitches that he could have gotten the bat on and he didn't miss either of them. Josh, I was just going to ask you about the mistakes that you feel like you're making. Is that still part of the process for you of figuring out like the stuff that plays better than others? Um, or do you attribute that more to execution? I think it's just execution. Uh, we, you know, I thought we had a really, really good game plan coming in um, to today. Uh, we made a pretty good adjustment in the fourth inning. Um, I noticed they were laying off balls down, laying off the split down. Um, started sitting soft and we got a few strikeouts and some bad swings on fastball. So we were able to make a quick adjustment. Um, so I would just boil it down to execution. Uh, just my misses have to be better. And uh, I, I'd leave it at that. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on the fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power on the web at liuna113.org. Yeah, there was today's starter, Josh Lindblom, and the word frustration. Yeah, I think the fans are feeling it. Are the players feeling it? Well, you got an indicator right there. Adam McAlvey from MLB.com and Brewers.com, our insider, uh, will join us here up next. Let's uh, get you some of the... Uh, unkind numbers, I think, would be the way to put it. Uh, Ryan Braun in the ball game, leading off one for three with an RBI, couple of walks. Okay, is that the leadoff hitter moving forward? Is that the guy? Just leave him there and play him. We'll see. 
Christian Yelich in the ballgame today goes 0 for 4 with a run scored. He did draw a walk. Keston Hira, 1 for 4, a run scored, three RBIs. He drew a walk as well. Jed Jerko goes 1 for 2 with an RBI, and that run scored on the solo home run. Avi Garcia, uh, 1 for 2 with a walk. He was hit by a pitch. Manny Pena goes 0 for 3. Urias, 0 for 4. Mark Mathias, 2 for 4. Orlando Arcia, 1 for 3 with a walk and two runs scored. Justin Smoke, 0 for 2, did draw a walk. Jace Peterson, 0 for 1 as well. Pitching lines, Josh Lindblom, four innings, three runs on six hits, one walk and four strikeouts. Brent Suter uh, goes one inning, two runs on three hits with a strikeout. Eric Yardley, one inning, two runs, one hit. Angel Perdomo, two-thirds of an inning, three runs, all earned on one hit with a couple of walks and a strikeout. Drew Rasmussen, one and a third, two runs, both earned, three hits, a walk, no strikeouts. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates today get 12 runs on 14 hits with two errors. Uh, the Brewers, five runs on just seven hits with one error. The win goes to Derek Holland. He is one and one. The loss to Lindblom, he is now one and one. That ERA for Lindblom, just a little too lofty for anybody's liking, upwards of 6.6. So that's got to change. All right, the Brewers with the loss uh, dropped to 11 and 14 through the first 25 games. And the definition of this baseball team, <laughs> your response is coming up. In just a little while, Adam McKelvey is next. Stick around. Still a lot to get to. Craig Council on the way as well. Baby Shaden Blind postgame show here on The Fan. Let's get the latest on the crew from insider Adam McKelvey. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the only station Brewers fans need. Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, man, oh, man, not pretty in Pittsburgh today. Uh, 12-5 loss in game two of this three-game set. Brewers three games under 500. And, you know, we have to... uh, point out a Chevy MVB in this one. The Chevy MVB uh, brought to you by Chevy. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealers or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Uh, you know what? Even even though it was a three-run homer by Keston, the solo shot from Jerko, you know what? I'm, I'm going with Mark Mathias. The guy just seems to bring a little bit of energy uh, into his game and in, into this team possibly a little bit. Great Midwest Bank Hotline is where we find Adam McAlvey, our insider from Brewers.com and MLB.com. Adam, um, I want to play this cut here, and you were right there um, in the session with Josh Lindblom. I want to get your response to not only Josh's reaction on his performance, but what he said about the team. Uh, scale of one to ten, probably a ten. Um, you know, I don't think I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'd say there's not one guy in that clubhouse right now that isn't frustrated about something. Um, but I mean, frustration is definitely the word right now. I'd say, Adam, your reaction to that because uh, you know that that is not a healthy situation for a baseball team to be in. Well, no, I mean it is. Uh, these are. Bad times for the Brewers right now, and the pitching was no good today, clearly, against a Pirates team that's pretty far and away the worst offense in baseball. But, you know, the problem that's still for this club is is hitting. 
Um, the Brewers are not producing offense. And the pressure is on these pitchers, whether they're going to say so or not, to be perfect every time. And I thought it was interesting that Bill Schroeder talked about that a, a little on the broadcast today. And, you know, he's obviously the former catcher who has insight beyond, um, you know, someone who hasn't played this game about what it feels like to be the battery when your team is in a prolonged offensive funk and you feel like every mistake just absolutely kills you. And that is where the Brewers are at right now. They, they need to start swinging the bat. And I think that is going to be their path out of this if they're going to get out. And, and I think the pitchers, have, the pitchers have been taking the blame the last couple of days. Brandon Woodruff stands out to me a couple of nights ago. But th- this is on the offense to, to get going. Sam, if you could grab that piece from uh, Craig Council there, and and we'll play that in just a second here, because uh, Adam, uh, Craig said this, uh, you know, maybe a week and a half or so ago, and and we're seeing some decisions and some moves uh, to to be made, the Brock Holt decision. But here's what he said a week and a half ago. You know, we're going to have to make decisions faster. I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that. But I, I just, like I said, I don't think we're there yet, and I don't think 20 plate appearances uh, is. Is, is a reason to do things. Okay, so what decisions then can he do? Uh, in, in my book here, Adam, Adam I, as I analyze it, if it's if it's not production out of your, the bulk of your roster, is there any decision that can be made? Well, this reminds me of Ned Yost, Tim, and he used to always have the solution where he would say, what do you want me to do, bend him over my knee and spank him? And maybe that's what they need right now, a good old, you know, can't do that in 2020. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, look, everyone is in a really bad situation this year because for the hitters, they do not have the proper number at bat, of at-bats under their belt in order to go into a regular season. But here they are. They don't have the video that they all have become so used to using during games. Um, they don't have the time at the ballpark and the time in the cage that they would have in a normal season because of distancing protocols. They're in a terrible position. On the other side of it, David Stearns, Matt Arnold, uh, Craig Council are in a terrible position because they are forced to make a decision like they made with Brock Holt today that you would never make in a normal year. He had 36 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. And while you know fans want to fire the hitting coach and punt uh, players after 36 plate appearances, no serious baseball man wants to make that decision. But here you are in a 60-game regular season where the rules are changed and the, the, the models that you've used to build this team don't apply, and you're forced to make a, a decision that I'm sure was very uncomfortable for Stearns and, and Arnold and Council. Um, but that's, the, that's where they are. That's the reality. They, they are playing baseball games, and they're going to try to win. And they felt like it wasn't working for Brock Holt in this environment. Um, and they decided to cut him loose and, and you know, probably Luis Urias, who benefits the most just in terms of being in there every day now. But some of these other guys, Matthias today and, and Jace Peterson also will see some time. But the, the bottom line is, like, it's just a bad situation. And they're trying to make up uh, the – they're trying to make smart decisions – in a very unusual circumstance. 
I agree with you, Adam, that uh, there's not going to be the sweeping wholesale change that is going to make it all better. I mean, you, you brought up Ned Yost, and I recall years ago, and it was this, uh, I think it was a magic pixie dust sort of comment or <laughs> something <laughs> like the that. That's the best with that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and, and no, you know... There, there, there is none of that. Look, I mean, you know, Christian, Christian here is a below-average... Weighted runs created plus is a – that's what I always go to when I try to see what a hitter is doing. Um, I'm not smart enough to tell you how the formula works, but you want to be over 100. When you're over 100, you're better than average. And, like, 10 Brewers regulars are below that number, including guys way down, like like Omar Narvaez. And Brock Holt was at the bottom of the list today at one. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's too many hitters who are not hitting, and – you know, as a veteran team, they know that there is a track record that this is this eventually evens out. The problem in 2020 that everybody knows is there's no time to let it even out because as of next week, we're going to be halfway home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and and again, that see, that's what makes it strange. So I guess we're down to, uh, in my estimation, two things, and and you know that this about me and and honestly so does craig council i'm a lineup guy i I think that does make (laughs) more of a difference than than anything else but we are what we have what we have here so if it's number one and it starts with the player individually they need to perform better and i think we can all agree on that they all need to perform better but number two what else is left in terms of decision making it only leaves the lineup adam doesn't it yeah well, no, I think you're right that it's – well, I would say first there is a more – there's a bigger picture decision to be made about just the, – the, the, this team is built to win matchups, and Craig Council talked about it again. I think it was last night. The days are running together because these games have looked so similar. But, but he said, you know, to this point, they have continued to ride the matchups. Um, and yeah. at some point, maybe you just stop doing that, and you do go with what you're talking about, Tim, where it's – just like put Luis Urias in there every day, play Manny Pena every day for a time, um, where you have a, a bat that's producing, ride it, and forget about the left-right stuff. Um, that goes against logic. That goes against the way they built this team. It goes against the ethos of uh, today's front office all around the game, the best-run organizations and the way that they make decisions. But in a 60-game season – if it's not working, I think you're right, Tim, that you come down to the end where you're just left with not many other choices. And to continue to make what feels like the smart decision when it's just not working and not working, at some point you just run out of time. So yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe I we're going to see that. Maybe we're going to see that. I, I, I don't know. A, um, I made a joke earlier, Adam, that said, hey, uh, you know, ain't no better way for a day off than to go three for four in 2020 under council. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the way yeah, you earn, well, earn a day off. That way, but it, it, it's worked out that way. But I think, you know, and, and I hear you. I would just say that, like, his his retort would be, why'd the guy go three for four? Yes, agreed. You know, players are had Ryan Braun is is having some big games because he's, he's playing in favorable – he's playing a good – I mean, he's a really good hitter. I'm not trying to take away – but he just stands out to me as a guy who has capitalized on the matchups, but not a, not enough guys have for whatever reason, and for a bunch of different reasons that that we talked about before. And um, 
you know, again, there's not, there's just not, you can't say like, okay, you know, it'll even out. In the long haul, it'll even out. In 2020, there's no long haul. So it's, it's, at some point, maybe they will just have to start making some, you know, you're almost going against the numbers then. You're hitting on 16, uh, or I'm sorry, you're staying on 16 against the face card, which is the stupidest thing you can possibly do. Right. Some idiots still do it. So maybe they'll start standing on 16. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, putting a player and and this has been a an asset of of Craig Council's from the start, and will continue to be, is putting players into positions to succeed. And, but it's that whole that, and I like your analogy over the years uh, in our working together. The reverse lock also does does play yeah. a part in this as well. So maybe, just maybe, uh, allow Manny to go against righties, lefties. Give him about five or six straight games. See if see if he can get into a holding pattern. But man, it it is frustrating. But you know what? The encouraging thing is. You know, it takes one roll to get yourself into the playoffs here. It does, and they're in a, in a position for as bad as they're, they've been playing. I'll give you a positive. They're still in a position to hit the postseason, Adam. Yeah, I mean, what, they're a half game out? Maybe, maybe after today, depending on what happens with the Cardinals and Reds. But, I mean, as of this morning, as bad as the offense, I mean, this offense has been really bad. I, it's to the point where, like, these, you feel for the broadcasters trying to fill some of these innings with interesting stories because there's just not, nothing to talk about on the bases. But as of this morning, they were a half game out of a playoff spot. And, I mean, God, 2020 is so weird. You get in, get into the tournament. We always say you get into the tournament and see what happens. I think this year that's probably more true than ever. I would say the other encouraging thing is the pitching. Today the pitching was bad. Their pitching has been pretty encouraging. And that's another reason that makes you think if they can just swing the bats a little bit, um, they could be a pretty dangerous team because, you know, Adrian Hauser yesterday gives you seven innings and he gave up four runs. It was that one ground ball inning that got him. But, I mean, I don't think, you know, that there was nobody, there were no parades down on Wisconsin Avenue about that outing. But that was like a really solid start. The stuff is good. The swings Agreed. are awkward. And they have a lot of guys that are pitching well right now, but it's just going overlooked because the offense has been so, so bad. Mm, there's going to be better days. The offense, I keep saying it, there's got to be a hot roll in this offense. The names are too good on the back of those baseball cards. I'm sorry. They're going to get on a roll. They will, Adam. I'm reserving some hope. Well, let's All see. Right. Homestand uh, coming up is Miller Park's a good place to do it, and they've not played well at home in their little sample, so... Um, this would be a this this long homestand would be a, a chance to do it. All right, Adam, good stuff. Uh, thanks for the time and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right, see ya. There he is, Adam McCalvey, our insider, Brewers.com, MLB.com on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Is your passion outgrowing your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. You try and make all this stuff as simplistic as you can, and, uh, hey, sometimes it just, uh, you have what you have, and the only thing you can do is move a few pieces around the board. Uh, you're not going to go out and, and get a bunch of new players this year. So they definitely have their challenges in front of them. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig Council up next. A 12-5 loss as uh, Pittsburgh has won the game in the series with this victory. And it's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen here on The Fan.
It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on the fan. Yeah, let's get uh, get a read on Craig Council here. I mean, he's pretty good at masking uh, some frustration, but yeah, I would think that soon it would be an ejection would be my guess and, and probably not going to be planned. But but Sam, you watched the game as, as much as anybody did today. I think that frustration level with Council is going to be about home plate umpiring isn't it this year yeah i'm surprised he didn't get thrown out last night i mean after that one there was one ben gamble at bat where there was just two egregious calls and he was just chirping the entire time pretty much the whole dugout was yeah it's it's got to be coming soon i i would think uh in the next few games somewhere in there but man i can't i can't put my finger on what's going on with home plate umpiring and it's on both sides don't get me wrong it's not been skewed against uh, Milwaukee Brewers, um, you know, pitching but or hitting for that matter, but it's been both sides and all around the league. I think that's been a common kind of thing going on. But you know, long story short, I would look for an ejection here soon from Craig Council. All right, let's hear from Craig after this uh, game two loss in Pittsburgh. Craig, Josh was just talking about kind of the level of frustration about the way these two games have ended in a lopsided way. You never show it, but. What's your level of frustration about the, particularly the way you guys played today? Um, well, I mean, look, it, it, like frustration is, is, is kind of a natural thing. I think you feel, um, you know, but you know, we're just not playing well enough. I mean, and that's, you know, today we didn't pitch well today. Um, you know, we, we, we pitched poorly today. Uh, that's the best way to say it. Um, um, and you know we haven't we haven't had many days like that, but but today we didn't pitch well. Um, so you know that's you know we gave up twelve runs. It's, that's there's not going to be any wins giving up twelve runs. Um, you know I mean offensively it, it um, you know I, I thought we had some at bats that didn't didn't turn out the way we wanted to. I thought you know Manny's ball gets caught and Orlando stings a ball, um, and and those just stopped innings for us um you know we, we had these even Yelich's first ball in the, in, the, in the first inning it was a scorched ground ball so you know offensively I, I thought we did some decent things today um but you know then overall the game, the game just got away from us late obviously Craig Mark Mathias had the two leadoff doubles too but weren't able to capitalize on those were those other missed opportunities out there for the offense um, well, I mean, yeah, we didn't, I mean, we didn't, we didn't get a hit with, you know, I don't know about later in the game, early in the game, obviously we did not hit some who actually suggested that this deal um, brought more but again, back I mean, to like, the White Sox. You know, Orlando scorches a ball and we don't get anything for that. So, you know, there, there was some at bats that there was some good at bats that didn't result in that, that just had bad luck. Um, and, you know, we just got to, you know, we can, there's, there's other bats that, that, you know, it could be better. Um, and there was some bad luck and that just c- combines to, you know, not scoring enough again. So, um, you know, we, we did create some opportunities. We had Howell on the ropes a couple of times, didn't, didn't capitalize. Craig, how about, how about Lindblom today? Uh, he, he'd been, you know, I, he felt like maybe he was taking some steps forward. Um, I, I don't know. How, how would you analyze the way he threw the ball today? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't think it was bad. I thought it was. It was. Um, 
you know, he, he did do some good things with, with some of his off speed stuff. I just thought we hit Brent was rested. We had a, a part in the lineup where we're going through it three times. It's all left. It's, you know, left-handed and switch hitters. Um, and I mean, a little bit, I was, it was aggressive on my part, but admittedly, um, but, but, you know, the, with the way Brent's throwing the ball, it, it felt like a day that we needed to be aggressive, even though we were, we were down at that point. So, um, you know, I went for the, the the pitcher. I thought had the better matchup that inning, and and so I thought Josh was. You know, I mean, obviously he had pitches to keep going. Um, you know, and, and really he made a, just a couple mistakes uh, today, but um, one was one cost him two runs. Um, so, you know, there was he definitely he he got rid of the walks today um, that had hurt him. You know, in, in previous starts, um, and that's a good sign. Suter and Yardley have been pretty reliable for you over the course of the season, had tough days today. Just what did you see from the two of them that maybe they were doing that they weren't doing before or anything like that? No, I mean, they threw pitches in the middle of the plate and they hit them. Craig Perdomo's misses were so were, were close today. Um, I don't know, Did even though the result was bad, were you a little more encouraged by just that – I don't know. He was a little more around the zone. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, you, you can't walk multiple players in any. You know, we just we can't do that. Um, so I don't, I don't have a moral victory there. No, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't. I mean, we can't we can't walk multiple guys uh, in any in you know multiple appearances in a row. It's just that's not going to work again. It's just it's too hard, and and you got it requires perfection um kind of with your ball and play and so it's that's um you know that's got to be better it's the bayview shade and blind postgame show it's time for the gene wagner plumbing are you kidding me moment of the game on the fan gene wagner plumbing celebrating over 50 years in business for any residential commercial or industrial plumbing needs go to genewagnerplumbing.com you know, I have to give uh, that dude some credit here, and and there's a there's a couple of reasons why. Uh, one would be trying to stay positive through you know when your team's not playing well, and he and he's pretty good, Craig Council, pretty good at uh, immediately uh, upon any question focusing on the positive, and that that's been a a brand for him or a style for him, if you will. But I also have to give him credit too, just as a big league manager, these guys talk to the media twice a day. For a million games, a ton of time, and it's it's got to be frustrating. I could hear the frustration in him there. There's there's when when Craig Council gives a, a four second answer, uh, there's frustration building there. But how would how would you like it? Yeah, I mean you you are you are asked uh, to to hold yourself accountable for for everything you do. On a regular basis, most times at work, you don't get your review for what a couple times a year, or whatever, maybe once a year annual uh, review. This dude gets his reviews. He's on he's on the carpet. I mean, every day, twice a day. I I gotta give him credit on, and all managers credit on that. Uh, are you kidding me? Moment of the game. Uh, I think in this one, you you look to. Um, the fifth inning in which the Brewers uh, trying to get back into this thing. They get their a uh, couple of runners on, one out. They get their, their guns up there, and it's it's Yelich and Keston here, and a, and a couple of strikeouts right there. Are you kidding me? That one's tough. 
That 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 situation was just um that's the one where you dropped another word in are you kidding me? All right, uh, up next, there's a uh, series that was canceled uh, over the weekend due to COVID. We'll get you up to speed on the National League Central and give you a little preview of tomorrow's Game 3 matchup, final game of the three-game set, and the uh, final game of a 10-game three-city road trip. We'll do that next, Baby Shade and Blind Post Game Show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on the fan. All right, we bring in Sam Schmitz here as the uh, Brewers fall in the uh, second game of this uh, three-game set. Uh, Sam, uh, let's start out with the uh, postponement, the Subway Series, right? That's that's uh, washed for the weekend, right? Yeah, we'll start it off with some good news. Earlier today, John Heyman reporting that at this point, no more Mets have tested positive beyond their original two positive tests. Okay, that is good. Obviously, their series with the New York Yankees, the Subway Series, got postponed for this weekend, but they will, as of now, they're on track to play against the Miami Marlins, who they had to postpone one of their games against because of the positive tests beginning on Monday. So we'll monitor that situation tomorrow and throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. And other national news, we have uh, unfortunate news to the defending champion Washington Nationals. Last season's World Series MVP, Steven Strasburg, will undergo season-ending surgery on a carpal tunnel neuritis on his right hand. Yeah, that is... Uh, he just signed a huge deal. And, and, you know, I've noticed this, Sam. I don't know about you guys, but... You know, some of these guys are taking uh, surgeries uh, now when they can get them in a uh, season like this. I, I don't blame them. Hey, let's retool the body a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that's tough for Strasburg. All right, so in the NL Central today, we currently got two games in process right now. We'll start with the Reds and Cardinals. They are currently in the bottom of the second inning, or bottom of the third inning, my bad. Still no score between these two. Wade Miley pitching for the Reds. And Wang Young Kim currently pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, elsewhere, we have the Chicago White Sox versus the Chicago Cubs. The White Sox actually just took the lead in the top of the second inning. They are up 2 nothing right now. Trying to see, as of now, it looks like uh, Luis Robert hit his seventh home run of the season. He's off to a great start for the rookie. Ronaldo Lopez pitching for the White Sox. Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubs. Hendricks already surrendering five hits and three strikeouts as well, That along with that home run to Robert. Other news for the Cubs, Chris Bryant hits the 10-day IL with a finger injury. Yep, yeah, that's the uh, Windy City Series or whatever they call it down there. But uh, all right, let's get to uh, some of these tweets that were coming in, how you define the Brewers' 2020 season, and some of them are pretty creative. So the first one, <laughs> this is kind of, I mean, it goes along with it. Jim says, perfect season to go along with COVID. Uh, we got Soul Dog, who says at least baseball's happening. Jerry says a soccer team scores more than the Brewers. <laughs> this one might be my favorite. Travis says he ordered a double and got served a soda. <laughs> that would suck, yes. Uh, take the under in every Brewer game, says Eric. Uh, we got Loren, who says up in smoke with Justin Smoke. Pretty okay. creative there. Uh, otherwise, everything's pretty much just painful. Pathetic, Pathetic, we beautiful, got one yeah. from Edgar who says offense is offensive, but it's just doom and gloom in this comment section right now. Yeah, they got to turn things around here offensively, and that's where it stems from. Yeah, you're going to have the bad pitching day. You just heard Craig Council say, we just didn't pitch good. He gave up 12 runs for 
for you know however that occurred it doesn't matter you give up 12 runs doesn't matter really what your offense does but the the catalyst of winning here for the brewers here in 2020 is going to be about the offense their pitching has stepped up and done a pretty decent job and and the schedule has been tough guys you have to you have to account that uh, into the equation. So and they go back at it tomorrow. Uh, we'll have the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show getting you ready for the third and final game of this three-game weekend set and the final game of the 10-game uh, three-city road trip that the Brewers uh, have been on here. Uh, Corbin Burns could really use a beauty. I mean, uh, you you want to see a little frustration, maybe uh, Corbin getting squeezed in this one in a tight ball game. Craig may lose it. Uh, on this show, I may go into a sideways spin a little bit, but uh, getting close to instead of a mild concern, it would be maybe moderate. What's what's the level above mild? <laughs> That's where the concern would be. So let's talk more Brewers baseball tomorrow. As I said, eleven thirty with the uh, on deck show, and after the last pitch, you make the switch, baby shade and blind post game show. And hopefully the Brewers uh, are victorious and uh, can come back home feeling pretty decent about it. All right, thanks to uh, Sam Schmitz. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a good Saturday night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. And remember, despite this outcome and despite the way the offense is, try to smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.